0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Black Royal Podcast. We're your hosts, Destiny and Shania.
1: We're here to remind you the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice,
0: the darker the flesh, the deeper the roots, For black royalty, royalty, and and that's that's the the truth. truth. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram at T-H-E-B-L-K-R-O-Y-A-L.
1: Stay tuned for our YouTube channel and follow our main social medias at Underscore officially dot destiny and underscore that's so destiny underscore that's underscore O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-L-Y dot D-E-S-T-I-N-Y and at underscore T-H-A-T-S-S-O-D-E-S-T-I-N-Y underscore.
0: My Instagram is XX underscore Naya N-I-Y-I-A and Janias dot R-J-A-N-I-Y-I-A-S dot a-r-t
1: and, and let's, let's get, get into, into the, the topic. topic hey, guys. hey.
0: <laughs> that was so cringy I hope you guys are doing well how y'all doing today um in today's topic we'll be talking about thug life the Hate you Give Little Infants Fs Everyone. And that comes from the real P-I-M-P, Tupac Shakur.
1: tupac <laughs> Oh, and now she says Shakur.
0: And um, we have a couple of questions that deals with um, thug life. So, do you think everyone that joins gangs are bad? Why do some people join gangs? How do you feel about the people who are in the gangs and how it relates to thug life and living in property? But before we address those questions, we would like to give out our awards. So, our Black Excellent Award goes to
1: Sean King. Anyway, by the way, his name is spelled S H A U N and then the King, not S H A W N. But Sean King constantly addresses Black issues. He has always he has a new book out called Make Change, where he unpacks how change is actually made. It includes his personal experiences and tips to be a change agent regarding like whatever topic that you will like you know needs change. Um, you can pre-order his book um, at www.makechangebook.com. It's also on Amazon, Barnes and Novels, Powell's. Um, Like Janaya said, Kindle, IndieBound, Bookshop.org, Book a Million, and Book Bulk Orders. Um, Sean King has been a very active role in the Black community and giving information. And um, yeah, he's one of the, I wouldn't say a few, because I know there's a lot of people who don't get the recognition that other people do, but he's one of the ones who really, um, out for the black community
0: uh, shows his support and his solidarity with the black community even though my man's is black but um and and he also has a podcast as well it's called the, 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 the breakdown the breakdown <laughs> um i know he posts it on um his instagram he has an instagram account for the breakdown Um, He's also associated with the NAACP. If you don't know what NAACP stands for, it's National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, And his book, it's to, well, his book and his whole, you know, career in general is to fight injustice. I don't know why my words are Injustice. <laughs> In
1: justice, Injustice.
0: dismantle systematic oppression, and owning your future. And that's definitely what he does. He owns his future, and he owns who he is as a person. 17 years ago, he needed 500, 500 stitches.
1: 500. <laughs> <Isn't
0: it? laughs> I think it's a song that's like that. That's YG. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he needed 500 stitches on his face. His face was ripped open from lip to ear. He almost died three times in his life from the ages 14 to 22. He organized for Kimba Smith in 1998. He marched for, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name because I know I'm probably going to get it wrong. Do it. A-M-A-D-O-U. I think it's Amandu. Something like that. Try to say it. I think it's mandu. Amandu what? Dillo. <laughs> or dalo, or something like that. Like, D-I-A-L-O-O. Either way, you get what I'm saying, in 1999. And this, you know, Sean King, he's not a recent activist. He's been doing this for a while. This is, you know, his lifelong career. In 2004, he was a full-time teacher in jails and prisons all over America. And in general, I really just think he's an amazing man. Like, he he definitely deserves this award
1: round of applause to you mr. King mm-hmm. yes I, I appreciate that he posts things that um, regarding black lives and um, just exposing truths and you know speaking out on topics and just being activists for this for this movement because a lot of people don't use their platform a lot of people don't use their platform so as a person um, who is act af- I wouldn't say African, but just say black in general. As a person who is black, when you have a platform, use it for something that's bigger than you, like we said in the last podcast, basically. And that's what he does. He exposes the truth, and he just basically talks on topics that a lot of people think is too political.
0: Exactly. They're they're usually either afraid of it, or they deem it as political. How can Black Lives Matter be political? Tell me that.
1: Exactly. These are lies. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous how um, you can turn something into something that, like, basically don't mean nothing. Because politics, politics, that's not, that has nothing to do with humanity. Like, think about, you know, people don't focus on what it is to be a good person.
0: Mm, Exactly. I just don't understand how people can be rooted in evil so much that like just because of the color of your skin you dislike me like at the end of the day we all human we all bleed all of our bones can break we all breathe the same air we eat the same way so just because i'm a little darker than you you don't like me <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's how you feel this girl swear she from new orleans that's how you feel baby no it's not that's how they say it they be like baby that's how you feel baby you down bad for that no, that's oh
1: not, no that's not even how they say it dang I, no that was my that you went island girl no what was that that's what i said
0: i done lost my accent like <laughs> we are so off topic right now <laughs> anyway, so um we found out about sean king because we found out about about him the same way through you know the tom jordan the morning show the only the ogs know about that Come on.
1: Hot 105. <laughs> that does look <okay>. good. On a morning show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would like to introduce our Drip of the Week. So first, we have Swankaposh, that's S-W-A-N-K-A-P-O-S-H. They have lovely outfits for all sizes and all body types, from extra small to 3XL, I believe. I'm pretty sure they have 3XL. Um, You can follow them on Instagram at S-W-A-N-K-A-P-O-S-H. They're really just basically another fashion over, but better, of course, because it's a black-owned business. Period.
1: Exactly. Like, and on their their videos on Instagram, they're so entertaining. It's like I'm with them, literally. Like, they just so entertaining, and the jeans, because you know, um, the, for the thicker girls, you know, like how the jeans fit, like they fit perfectly. Like, their jeans fit really well. They have um, good clothing material. They're I really love the style of their clothing. Um, it's just it's just really entertaining. I love the way they market and promote themselves. But yeah, I just feel like they're very um, personable and it's just a really good look, especially when you have a business that you have people like to as well and not just have like, um, it's just so like, it's professional, but you know, when you just don't know who yeah. you're talking to. <laughs>
0: Uh, and they're they natural with it, so you get a sense of their personality. There, I, like I feel like they they're like very down to earth and like um, very easy to communicate with. Um, they have really cute stuff. I know they have three different models. One wears a size extra small, the other one wears a large uh, a large or medium, and the other one wears a two eggs. So they try on their clothes during video so you can see like the process instead of them just posting the clothes on the website or Instagram and selling it to you. And if you like to the concept them more, they're located in Michigan. Michigan, the address is 25070 Southfield Road, Southfield, Michigan, and you can contact them via phone. Their phone number is 248-702-7926 and you can email them at outreach at and you can just go to their Instagram if you miss any of that information S-W-A-N-K-A-P-O-S-H and all of their contact info is in their Instagram bio.
1: Yes, and also another person we would like to give Drip of the Week to is Faith Bayart. Now, her name is spelled F-A-I-T-H-E-B-E-Y-A-R-T. Faith is a Black female artist and entrepreneur. She's recently come out with uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts that range in different skin tones. Black skin tones, you know, light skin, dark to dark skin. Um, that have the word blueprint on it, as in the Black people, we are the blueprint. I feel like it's a really good idea. I like the way she promotes her stuff. She seems really business-minded and it's really inspiring when I see other Black artists do their thing because that's something I want to do. That's one of my goals too. Um, you can follow her at Faith Bay Art, like I said before. Uh, and her website is faithbateart.com and her email is faithbayart at gmail.com. So yeah, that's another artist that you guys, <laughs> on it. That's another artist that you guys could look up as well. Her work is really amazing. Um, I like her style. Um, like I said before, she's an amazing artist. Um, selling merchandise and clothing and stuff, apparel. Um, I get inspired by that because that's something that, like, I know me and Janae want to do in the future. But um, it's really like a motivation, motivation thing because a lot of times on social media, you don't see like what's necessary, but when you see that type of stuff, it's like, oh yeah, she on her grind. I know I could do it too. Mm-hmm.
0: And even in the art industry as well, you just don't see a lot of um, black artists or like yesterday, um, we had a meeting with our school, like with the alumni and everything. And we talked about, you know, how we don't get a chance to see black artists or have black artists teachers. So. I mean, I think it's really great. Like Destiny said, when you're seeing someone else who's doing the career that you would like to pursue or like the side hustle that you would like to pursue, like just being so like um, into it and um, motivating. Um, That's not the words that I'm looking for, but um, I I can't think of it right now. But when they in they grind and they in they bag with it, like it just makes you want to get in your bag. In my breaking
1: bag. Let me stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah, breaking bags are really ugly to
1: me, though, but... Me, too. I thought I was the only one who thought that. Like, people be on Instagram talking about, uh, like, uh, she got a breaking bag, or, you know, like, how they be getting breaking bags and showing off and stuff. I'm just like, that's ugly, though. I don't
0: know what you're so I'm going to be kidding, but a lot of them just be ugly. And I'm like, this really what y'all paying, like, $5,000 on? But that's not my tea. That's not my business.
1: Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. I, if anything, you could just give me the money. Hand it the, me the money. I don't want you to buy me anything. Just give me the How money. How about you invest in my business? How about you do that? Don't buy me a that book. too. That
0: the value um, is gone as soon as it walks out the store. Like what?
1: Huh. <laughs> exactly.
0: So um, next we have the sunken plate. <laughs> Those that need help to be brought back to the light, you know? Um, Those that need to be brought up from their grave and guided (laughs) into a different light than the light they're in. (laughs) So you want to do drum roll? Let's
1: do it. (laughs) Lil Wayne! Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Lil Wayne is our um, victim of the day. So, Lil Wayne, he decided to make a statement on Nightline, um, which is an interview company called Nightline. My baby boy decided to say, I don't feel um, connected to a God thing that ain't got nothing to do with him. He also made a statement that said, he doesn't see racism because all his fans are white. Now. no. I don't know what made him say this or who possessed him to say this stuff, but it's just kind of ridiculous what he said, right?
1: Yeah, also, not, that, not only did he stop there, but um, him and 50 Cent had a uh, recent interview because Lil Wayne has, like, I guess you say, like, this radio station, um, you know, radio show, blah, blah, blah. So, him and 50 Cent did an interview. He was interviewing 50 Cent, I guess, and 50 Cent started to say how Black women are angry because he dates exotic women, right? So... He was saying, why wouldn't you date them? They're exotic. Look at them. Why would you just want, like, the regular on the street, which is the Black woman who he think is angry? So my thing is, the men who think this way, especially Black men who think this way, it's sad because the people that you're talking about look exactly like you, have the same skin tone as you, same hair as you, and yet you still deny them. And another thing is, it's not that the other others who aren't black are exotic is that you're basic. So because you're basic, you think that these people who don't look like you are exotic. No, sir, it's just your mindset. That's what needs to change.
0: And I think it's it's rooted into, um, you know, self-hate as well, too. Because, and, and technically, we, we are the exotic people of, you know, America. Like, we're the only people with this hair texture. We come in a multitude of shades and colors. Like, no other race really can have, like, someone that could pass for a white woman but genetically be black. Like, we come from pale um, pale white to dark white. Um, Rust gray. I mean, I said gray. <laughs> I was looking at my pillow, and it's gray. <laughs> I mean, brown. But back to the topic.
1: <laughs> Why did I, you
0: say? Rust gray. Oh, Lord. Rust brown. Uh, not rust, because rust just sounds so, like... Listen, just say dark skin, please. Yeah. you got to give it some emphasis, some Mm. No, say chocolate, rich chocolate. I like that rich, like that good soil that's in, um,
1: you know. Soil is dirt.
0: Soil is what um fuels the plants. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, what, it's what makes it grow.
0: Period. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I really feel like it's just rooted in, like, self-hate for yourself. Because when he say these things, does he not think about his mother that he's talking about? Like, now you're, you're those stereotypes that you're associating with other Black women. You're also associating those stereotypes with your mother. But then they'll click to say, oh, I'm not talking about my mom. My mom is different from the rest of them. But that's the same stereotypes that everyone else is, you know, putting with her. So I just think it's rooted like from deep down inside which is you hating yourself so you go out of your race and we're not saying there's nothing wrong with dating outside of your race because honestly we don't care like as long as you're not putting down black women at the when you're doing it
1: we we really don't care at all like do what you want to do but don't put everybody else down because you dislike yourself it's just like it's really pointless and that's what colorism is because even growing up um you learn that from a young age and you don't necessarily have to learn it from your parents all the time but even some of your parents might play into that now our parents we have good parents right so we didn't learn that growing up but um as you grow up you society teaches you a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to learn because I know when I was growing up I can't believe I thought like, the dumbest things, but not that I was like like a rude child just saying ignorant stuff like to anybody, but I thought things because that's what I was taught to think, but as I grew older, I grew out of it. Like this one time, this one time, um, it was this, <laughs> this one time, it was this girl, she was dark-skinned, she was gorgeous, dark-skinned, and she was just, um, she had like looser texture hair, and. I asked the teacher, because we were standing together, asked, I said, how come she has loose loose textured hair? And the teacher said, um, she, she can have loose textured hair. I said, I, I thought, I said, why does she have it if she's dark skin? And she said, she, she can have loose textured hair. So, because um, I always thought that the lighter you got, the looser your hair got, too. And that does, like, in general, that does kind of happen because, you know, white people do have looser hair, but that doesn't mean that black people cannot have looser textured hair as well because it's like, you know, it's a mixture of different reasons why. And I didn't realize that because I thought that the darker you are, the darker you get, the rougher your hair is or the, the texture is is more curlier. And that is true to an extent, though. But as I said, I didn't know that, Go ahead. They
0: say coralier. <laughs> I
1: did? curly wait, wait, that's not a word. You know what? We just go make a word oh. on here, guys.
0: <laughs> more coarser, or like, you know. Oh,
1: that way. Coarser. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think coarser. Is coarser, or the more coarse your hair is. I think that's the proper way to say it. But continue. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the, uh, the darker you got, the more coarse your hair was. And it is true to an extent, but like I said, I didn't know that, you know, there's many reasons why someone can have touch texture your hair. Like, that's just a thing that society teaches us. And mm-hmm. I know Janiyah has, um, go ahead
0: yeah so yeah that's it's It's not your parents that teach you that television teaches you that like especially when you're watching tv um especially back in the day like i know they're trying to change it a little bit now but you will always see you know the the light bright um the light, bright black people on television. Um, And you would see like the dark skins or the brown skins. They were always portrayed as like poor or just ugly for that matter, or they would get bullied. So that's instilled into children's mindset. And they think that, and then some parents actually teach their kids that. And when you're going into a setting with other kids that are raised by other parents, those kids are instilling that into you. Like I was saying before, um, well, when we were off the phone. But, like, kids call you, like, um, burnt biscuits or cocoa or chocolate or uh, African booty scratcher. Like, stuff like that is just rooted in hatred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who made that up, though? That's what I want to know. Who made that
0: up? Like,
1: who, who, who made, made that
0: up? up? mm mm-hmm. And, like, there's experience... You say it again? What I- did we say? Gotcha. What? <laughs> So okay, my experience is like when I was younger. Hold on, let me see.
1: <laughs> oh. I...
0: I just bent my toe. Oh my god. Ew, yeah. Tami. Um, so when I was younger, I used to say oh, I don't want to go outside. The sun is going to make me darker. I don't want to be darker. And my parents would be like, oh my God, Janaya, no. Like, why would you think like that? You're like, you're beautiful regardless. But like, just like from society. And then I always played with like white dolls because they never really made black dolls. Like, I was born in the early 2000s. Um, So back then, like, there was always only white dolls with
1: straight hair. Go ahead. Um, First of all, it's, (laughs) then? <laughs> she said that <laughs> <back> then <laughs> girl, don't come from my
0: accent. My country. The country flips out at times, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There was even one incident. I can't believe I said this as well too. I'm just so ashamed of this stuff, but I'm glad that I grow from it because then I can teach my children when I have them. But I used to have a friend, she was a Spanish girl. And he's like, oh my God, I love your hair. I wish my hair was like this. And I told her, I said, I don't never want to date a black guy. Um, I want a Spanish husband, so my babies could come out with good hair. I want their no. nice hair.
1: like." What? Bro, like, when I was younger, like, this is so dumb now, but I know a lot of girls, even including me, I used to think, like, oh yeah, I want to be with his Hispanic boy so we can have babies. I thought that same way, and I don't know why, because my family doesn't teach me that stuff. Like, you know, like, I don't have a bad influence with that stuff. But it's just, like, your mind your mind just be somewhere like your, the, the, the things that society teaches you it just messes up your mind like these people are so strategic and very smart they knew exactly what they were doing because like the doll test um there's a doll test it's on youtube um the, it's like black children and white children they sit down and they and there's two dolls one is black or they might have three one is black when it's like middle tone and one is dark skin so they'll pick which one is the bad guy which one is the good guy which one is the pretty which one is the ugly so, so most of the times the ugly will be the dark skin one or the black one and the, the good and the pretty will be the white and see from a young age a lot of those kids pick the white as the good because that's what society tries to teach us but as you grow older you have to break away from that because if you don't break away from that that is now your choice now you understand but you still don't want to change because that's how you want to live your life and that's what makes you a bad person so that's on you
0: and I feel like a lot of kids, you know, think that way too, because a lot of times in movies, white people are always portrayed as white saviors, or especially when they're you about Black History Month. And I mean, or well, Black History in general and textbooks, they always show, you know, white people coming to our defense in a sort of way. Sometimes this stuff is just like inflicted into us and kids absorb, you know, a lot of stuff. Like we're like sponges, especially at a young age. So once you hear something once you see something, once like someone says something, you just automatically run with it. Like, it's just really rooted within the community. And um, it was a tactic that they actually made back in the day to get people to, you know, Black people to, you know, not collectively work together and to pull us apart. And you can see that they did that in the slavery part, I mean, time period. But back in the 1800s, over 400 years ago, and it still works today. Like, so their plan, it really worked and they were really smart about it. But um, we just need to work on that to be honest, for real, for real.
1: Speaking of like their plan though, like we said before, dog life rep- means or represents the hate you give little infants Fs everyone. Yes. So. As Janai said, she has
0: some questions. um... So, um, Mm -hmm. my first question is, why do you think some people join gangs? Now, I want to say my part of why I think some people join gangs. And um, sometimes, I don't think it's always because they they want to join gangs. Sometimes you're pressured into things. Sometimes you do it for a means of protection for you and your family. Um, Sometimes you do it because there's somebody down the block, down the street, that's, you know, bullying you or just, like, robbing your home, like, constantly over and over again. And you join those gangs. Sometimes it could be as a brotherhood, like, gangs from back then and now has completely changed. Like, gangs back then, they were, like, fist fighting. Like, they were actual men about it. Now they just go shoot up your house, don't care how many kids standing outside. Like, they're reckless now, to be honest. Why do you think some people join gangs, like?
1: I think people join gangs because, like I said, I feel like there's, like, the man, which is, like, the white people who are in power, they, contr- they, they put people in certain areas <laughs> for a reason, to, you know, to, for separation. It's kind of like a segregation thing.
0: Yeah, it's and modern so day segregation. Say it again? It's modern-day segregation, really.
1: Yeah, really. And so they, it's like they're, they're used, like they use, like, they have puppet strings, and the Black people are the people that they're playing with. So they put them in this community. And if you guys don't know, like, in the, um, um, not that's long ago, I believe it was the 80s, they purposely put um, drugs into the black communities and that's when black people started selling it because mind you, these people in certain neighborhoods don't have the means and might be in poverty. And when there's more poverty because people are not giving you opportunities, there uh, is a tendency to be more crime because there is poverty and people are just trying to survive. Like, that's why I don't like judging people who necessarily join gangs and um, and like may commit petty crimes when they live in um, impoverished n- neighborhoods? Because I know that the man has a part to play in that, and even though you can stray away from that, it's but some people might not have the support to stray away from that, or like Janaya said, they can be they they need protection because. Some people are also forced to be in it, and some people, like, it's just like a whole, I feel like it's just a whole system. It's just a survival thing. So I don't like when people try to say Black-on-Black crime, because mind you, there's crime in every neighborhood. There's crime everywhere, in every race. It does not matter what color you are. They just try to point that out so that they can use it as a distraction against the Black Lives Matter movement.
0: And when like when she was saying black on black crime black on black crime was a counter argument when we came up with the police um brutality same way blue lives matter and all lives matter was a counter argument to what we said and yes there's black on black crime but there's also white on white crime and um this is kind of off topic from what we were talking about, but it deals with exactly what we're talking about when they say white people are killed more by the police than black people. But I, I really think people who say this are actually really uneducated and stupid because if you look at the percentage of how many white people are in America and how many black people are in America, we're only 13%, they're more than 70%. So when you actually compare the numbers statistically, Black people are here at a higher standard just because we are a smaller percentage of, um, of America than white people. So collectively and scientifically or mathematically, whatever you want to call it, we're, we're actually you know targeted more, of course, but that's a different topic for a different day, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Jani was saying, because we are like the minority in America, I don't know why people point out the fact that Black people commit crime so much, but like I said, it's a distraction. If you didn't know, when white terrorists who um, commit crimes against their own people, um, whether it's a hate crime against um, the LGBTQ community or the Black community, they are treated differently. They are deemed as
0: um mental ill they they always have a mental illness for some reason when every time they commit a crime they're always forgiven so easily but as soon as you know a black person does something we're always like oh my god that thug that feeling that like it's just a comparison yeah Yeah.
1: so because they're deemed that way and we are deemed as the thugs it creates like it, it makes it more obvious and You know, don't think that the people who are um, saying that that doesn't exist don't see what's going on because they're trying to gaslight you into believing that that's not what's going on. I hate when people really think that these people don't understand what's going on. These people are smarter than you think. They're strategic. They're going to teach this to anybody they can, get anybody they can on their side to believe what they believe because they don't want us to see the truth. They're really trying to gaslight us into believing that the, these things are don't happen or we're making this up. But in, in fact, we're not making it up. You can see it in the news, and not even in the news because they don't show everything, but that's why um, posting on social media about things like this is important because that's where you'll be able to see everything. During the protests, I've seen so many videos of people not just being Yeah, not just being peaceful as well, not just uh, white people um, vandalizing buildings, but black people also being peaceful and singing and dancing, and they barely show that on the news, or they were the last, they show that lastly on the news of people being peaceful, but in the beginning, it's like, oh, riots, riots, protests, all you see is the fires and all of that. Mm -hmm. These people are not on your sides as well we it's need people exactly we need people to that um who actually care about us and not just about politics to be on our sides because they say they have a saying, saying it's like um people and politicians don't really care like they don't really stand on moral ground they stand on popularity so if they feel like they need to please a certain group of people they're That's, gonna do that yeah they're
0: gonna, they're gonna make gonna do that. That. They're not,
1: they're not going to care about whether how um, if it's right or wrong. They're going to care whether um, this these people are going to support me or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. Everything for them is about the dollar. They don't care about the human life. They don't care um, if you eat tomorrow, if you die tomorrow. As long as their bank account is being filled with that cash money, then that's all they're really caring about. And um, I forgot what you were saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to complete
0: something, but it has slipped my mind. Oh my God.
1: Me too, girl. Yeah, it happened to me too. Anyway. Um, I was saying how. Um, Lucy, when yeah, you get older, like, no, I'm just play.
0: We recorded this at 11.20 20 p.m. Like, <laughs> it's just too late for my mind to actually function and work right now. But, um, like, uh, back to, like, the main topic that we were talking about, though, are um, people in gangs. Now, personally, I don't think, you know, all people that are in gangs are, like, bad and evil people. Because some of them could be the sweetest people I've seen. Like, I'm not going to say they were in gangs, but I know they were affiliated. Give, like, the clothes off their backs to, like, homeless people or, like, feed them. But in the—oh, okay, this is what she was saying. In the media— that they never show that stuff either but um during the protests they labeled them as riots and riots are is used as a derogatory and like bad word and they never showed the white people when they were vandalizing stuff they only showed the black people going behind and following suits and um stealing the stuff but they never portrayed the white people on there to show what they were doing because the majority of it when I saw it, I'm not gonna say black people wasn't vandalizing stuff either. I'm not like you know telling saying that they weren't, but I did see a lot more white people like destroying stuff. And black people, we really don't ride skateboards, so I saw someone take a skateboard, <laughs>
1: boom! I said, oh lord, not no Okay, some black people do ride skateboards, but you know I know what you mean. But also the police were involved in destroying mm-hmm. and vandalizing buildings okay. too, and it was. It was caught on camera, but guess what? They're not gonna put that on the news. They well, to put cannot, it on social media.
0: Put on the news because they don't want the system to look corrupt.
1: That's how I know that they weren't true to us. Because if you see police officers like how they're showing on social media, why can't you portray that as well? And there was a video of newscasters. I'll put in one like a video of them saying the same exact thing. They're. They're being told to say the same exact thing, and the same things are coming out their mouths. It's all rehearsed. It's no honesty and, and authenticity. Is that did I say it right? Authentic.
0: They're they're not authentic about it.
1: Yeah, what she said. <laughs> like because, I said it's
0: late. It's late.
1: Don't don't judge us. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were really true to what the um the agenda was. We need to show the truth, not just what you want to show.
0: Mm-hmm, right. And the, the news station there, most of them like the Fox News. They're, they're, they're on Trump's side. News is never here to, here to show positivity. They're, they're all um, politically rooted, honestly. I feel like all everyone is against us. Even the minority of the minority is against us. I saw um, some Hispanics in Miami with the Confederate flags and I'm just thinking in my head do you not know that them white people don't like you either and they would love to ship you back to um whatever island you came from and I'm I'm saying most um I'm not saying all of them but most people who are Hispanic that live in a, um Miami are Cuban so they would love to ship you right back to Cuba But um, I don't understand why you're out here with the Confederates talking about. You, like, so the minority of the minority hates us. It's really no win-win with us. And they're definitely, you know, like Destiny was saying, not going to show the officers on television because the officers have, you know, power to do what they want, especially when you have lieutenants and generals and mayors who aren't going to do anything about it.
1: Yeah, um, and even with the minorities being the, min- like, you know, what you said, anyway, <laughs> even with that, um, a lot of, like, in Miami, a lot of them don't understand that they are the, um, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say elitist, because first of all, we are the we are minor- minorities, statistically, but we're not underneath anybody don't think that just because that's the title that that's what we are for real. That's what they think we are. And because we're We're the oppressed.
0: We're minorities. We're minorities to the percentage, to the numbers. That's what we are.
1: Yeah. So the people who speak Spanish but have white skin tones, your skin is still white. Your ethnicity might be that you're Venezuelan, Cuban, whatever. But your skin is still white. Because you know in Cuba they have black Cubans as well. Now we're talking about Black people. I like like to say Black people more than African American because I know that everybody is an African American and the history behind African American is being um, bought from Africa, like the slaves, and being deemed as American because now you're in America and you were born here. But I like to say Black because that includes everybody across every continent.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, true. I, I like I don't know where my people really are originated from because all of my um, family members are originally from, you know, America, America, KK. And they were slaves for sure because they from South Carolina and Mississippi. So, you know, I'm real country. You know, he home. Oh, my God. Um, so I don't, I really don't even claim African-American. I just say I'm black at the end of the day because I don't know my history because history was stripped away from me. Like, I have, like, I know that I have family in, like, Bahamas and there's, like, some in Jamaica. But child, I don't know that. They could have just moved there, like, we're really all over the place. So, like Destiny was saying, like, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand that concept of being African-American and Black because a lot of people are just, every time they see a Black person, they associate them with African-American. Like, that baby love over there could be Haitian and has nothing to do with America and nothing to do, I mean, Africa's the motherland, but just uh, in general, they can be Haitian, but you just gonna categorize us all in one group aren't you huh
1: exactly oh
0: topic from thug life though
1: (laughs) i know but i was gonna say we should do one about microaggressions that we were talking about the other day but what was the next question
0: um so how it relates to um oh how it relates to thug life. So, how does poverty and thug life relate to one another? So, personally, I I believe thug life and poverty relates to one another. Like Destiny was saying, when you're placed into a certain situation and thug life, if um, I know we said it before, but the hate you give little infants f's everyone. So, when you're placed into poverty systematically, that's hate that someone is giving to you, and they're not caring enough to help you or your community collectively grow as an individual it Fs everyone in the community, it Fs everyone in the family, especially when there's um, like, there's no generational wealth to, to grow and build. It messes everyone up. Like when, when you're like in section eight, say for, say for instance, or you're um, just collectively not like well, like put together or financially stable, it just Fs everyone that's in your family and household. So I feel like that's how, you know, the thug life and poverty kind of relates with one another. And then when you have nothing else or like I would collect it, like when people become drug dealers or like when crack was placed into the black neighborhoods, they had to make money. They had to find a way to survive, correct? So you do what you have to do to survive and put food on the table. So if you want to consider that the thug life and um, as a white person considered a thug life, then they did what they had to do to survive because no one is out there hiring them or giving them the opportunity to work at, you know, their business or place of employment.
1: Also, I think another reason that um, they're probably not being hired is because they have records because they're trying to survive. And you know, like I said, I heard this thing is where there's poverty, there's gonna be crime because they're putting those that position where they have to fend for themselves and survive because they are not giving, the, they're not given the opportunities as the same opportunities as the white people because of the, the color of their skin of the situation that they're in. So when they commit these crimes, as you know, um, black people are often given harsher sentences or easily put in prison. So a lot of people in prison don't get. Um, good jobs or don't get jobs at all, and it makes it harder for them. I think the system is just messed up in general because it's built on bias and racism. It's built on the fact that you can be black and someone else can be white. You can can commit the same crime, and the black person is the one who's going to be put in prison Mm -hmm. over the white person. And on top of that, they're put in prison for years have life sentences and some of them have year, enough more than enough years for petty crimes now i think i think okay you know like there's a, a lot of there's some situations a situation going on now where um, white people commit these like horrific crimes like even like sexual assault i think sexual assault one of the worst crimes like sexual assault especially of children being a pedophile i feel like that's one of the worst crimes right those white people who are rich can be placed um they can they can be put well off right and 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 avoid things or be a police officer be and be a murderer on top of that and avoid situations but a black person who commits a petty crime such as robbery um is put in jail for years or selling drugs i really don't feel like selling drugs like especially weed is is like that heinous of a crime. I mean, I can understand like heroin and weed, and I mean, not weed, cocaine, because those drugs are really hardcore and that can really ruin someone's life. But you have to be fair with it. And I know they're not gonna be fair with it because it's built on bias. And the fact that it actually
0: shows, we have a president that has been accused of rape allegations. So it just shows the mindset of where America actually is. And it actually is happening now where um, there was, um, during the protest, a white guy after curfew, he had a $100 bail. And then there was a, um, a Asian guy. He had like a $300 bail. And they were all for the same offense or crime or whatever they want to call it for being after um, the curfew that was set during this pandemic. And the black guy had a $500 fine. That just shows you how biased America, you know, really is. Like. It's just, it's really crazy, and I actually had wrote this down that we could possibly do a podcast on, but since we're talking about it now, um, when she was talking about prisons and how people are go to jail for simple weed charges, when you go to jail for simple weed charges, they're, they're placed, they're not placed into, you know, like a little prison where just people convicted with weed charges go. They're placed in there with mass murderers, robbers, so... In prison, what else do you really have to talk about other than the crimes you committed? So you go in there for a simple weed charge, but then you come out learning how to rob a bank. You come out learning um, how to to murder someone. I feel like you just come out of there a different person that you went in. And prison is really supposed to be a rehabilitation center, not what it is now.
1: Yeah, I feel like prison is a really bad, harsh um, system, but also some people come out, you know, learning from their mistakes, but I feel like because it's such a harsh system, it kind of messes with your mind. It makes you angry in a way, but um, some people do learn um, from their mistakes, Mm -hmm. but after that, that life after, it's going to be harder for you because now you have a, a, a record on your behalf and it's and you know they already made it hard enough because they put you in there and they know what the causes of that and even if what if you came from a a family that was poor already now you have to go back you can't make no real money because nobody's gonna give you the opportunity because they see that you have a drug charge on your record Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like once you
0: serve your time and you did the time that you were committed to do, I feel like they should give you back your rights because you already did your time. You did your little punishment or your little timeout that, you know, the sentence. If they gave you five years, then after those five years, they should give you your life, you know, back. I mean, I'm not saying like if you was a murderer. If you're a murderer, stay in prison. Stay in jail. You don't need to get out. But if you just went in there for maybe robbing a liquor store or robbing a place. And some people rob places because there have been stories where people will um, rob like stores and not kill anyone, but just because they need the money. I feel like the system is so messed up that you have to go steal money just because you don't have enough to provide for your family. So you have to go steal from another business so you can help your business. It's kind of actually really sad. Even during the pandemic, I saw someone selling a washing machine and dryer. That just shows like, hey, in this world, this man don't even have enough money to buy a washing machine and dryer for his family to wash their clothes in. It just, like, a lot of people just think about, oh, how they're stealing, but they don't think about the broader picture or how wow, this system is so messed up that these people don't have enough money to do this. There's people who are oh, stealing food. Why do we have to steal food if America is supposed to be so great and so wealthy that people don't even have enough money to you know provide for their families and means for their families like it's just kind of crazy
1: and just think about how somebody could be so rich and have billions of dollars and there could be homeless people sitting out on the streets of these um of these new buildings that they built they always build in new buildings but the same people who are still homeless are outside of those buildings mm-hmm. like that's crazy to me how in America because you know this is a capitalist society anyway. But
0: they they don't like. I it, think, but it is.
1: I think, I think um, people need to bring back the humanity in things. That's what we need to learn. Stop trying to just think about money. That's what because like they say, hate hey, is money. I say hey, money is the root of all evil, and that's no lie because people would do anything for money.
0: Mm -hmm. Anything. Anything. Right. Just like our president, he don't care about our lives right now. All he's worried about is his pocket and the economy getting back together. He's not thinking about how this disease is killing off millions of people. He's thinking about how much money he can make off of this right now. That's why he's trying to send us all back to work so we can work and fuel the economy that um, we're in. And remember that time when we were walking downtown and they told the homeless people to get their stuff and they had to move. And the homeless people were like, we're being kicked out. We're being evicted and just so they could build that new building remember do you remember that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah so I felt like you know just things like that like could come contributes to like this whole poverty like realm and like life cycle and it all roots back to the hate that the government and <sighs> I'm gonna just say it white people give to black people that a lot of people don't like to hear, but that's really what it's rooted from. People don't understand that the systematic oppression and the racism from all that stuff from slavery and even from the um the the Tulsa uh, massacre, like all of that just put a stop and a hold on like the generational wealth that was being built during that time. And if you don't know what the Tulsa massacre is, um and Tulsa We can
1: talk about in another segment too because
0: yeah. We, we're
1: talking yeah, about it. Yeah, that could be another one. What's an, what's we should do
0: like fact checks, like a fact check, like black fact checks or black history segment. I think that would be so cute. Okay, so the next question is Do you think gangbanging is bad?
1: Mm, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, so <laughs> um, gangbanging specifically, yes, because gangbanging. Is a part of being a part of the gang, like the gang banging part, I believe, is, you know, the violent part. But um, gangs also consist, I know um, they consist of brotherhood or like some type of family or support from people that you may know because some people might not have that support or don't feel like they have that type of brotherhood inside their own homes or they, they're they looking for someone to look up to because they might not have someone to look up to. But I know that games can consist of brotherhood. I, I feel like it's basically like a fraternity, but, you know, with a little violence, you know, just a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> no, but seriously, in all seriousness, I feel like there is some type of brotherhood in that. But, you know, um, Killer Mike had this show, right? And in the show, he got uh, the Crips and they started making like, um, what's that called? Crip. It was a Crip soda, they started making soda and they was trying to get it to sell in gas stations and stores and stuff. But they wouldn't accept it because they had the C part, you know, the crib part. And I thought that was cool how he got these people. They wanted to, they was trying to show the positivity in the gang, in the crib and being the crib, you know, in that part and trying to turn it into something good, right? But um, the problem, like, with the, the games, though, is that I know that there is violence, but um, I feel like if there was, they just need reformation, they need guidance. They need to know, they need to learn, um, you know, the benefits of just building a positive um, space. And that's such a negative one, you know, because I know that there can, you know, it depends on the person. Like I can't speak for those who have been in gangs really. But I'm not gonna judge anyone of that lifestyle because like I said, there's many reasons to why someone could be in the gang that is, you know. But um, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the gang banging part, the banging part is necessarily necessary. Um, Go ahead.
0: Okay. I feel like back in the day, like I said earlier, like the gangs were, you know, completely different from what it is now. Like, I feel like gangs back then were definitely a brotherhood. Like, I'm not necessarily comparing it two and two, but I feel like, you know, how we had the Black Panther movement and the Black Panther group, they were not a gang but in the negative way but they were a gang of people collectively joined together for a greater good and i i feel like because i watched um these documentaries it's called the soft white underbelly i believe so it's on youtube Mm. and i watch a lot of stories about people who were in gangs and it was this older guy it was older gentleman he was talking about how he was in gangs and he was explaining how gangs then and gangs now are completely different. He said when he joined the gang, he joined the gang because of a brotherhood that he wanted that he didn't really have and people to look up to like Destiny was mentioning. But gangs now are more so um, like a fab or like a fashion trend or um, just, you know, something, something to, you know, be a part of. So, and back in the day when I have said gangs are bad, if it was just a brotherhood, I would say no. But today I feel like yes because what they're what they're doing for gangs is is, you know, just foolish stuff and petty stuff and they're just looking out to um to, you know, to just rob and kill basically. Um, and then, you know, it was more for protection or, like, a family-oriented and built, um, like, like brotherhood, basically, a sorority, as she was saying. Someone someone you can—
1: Fraternity,
0: uh, girl. Uh, sorority, fraternity, same thing. They all- <laughs> <laughs> as long as they are grouped together. <laughs> You know, they got some girls that's in gangs too, some females, oh my God, my mom, when I was telling her about what it was, I wanted her to come say it herself, but she didn't want to say it, so I'ma say it for her. She said she was a lady thug. She a lady, but she know about the streets. <laughs> I said, I like that, I like that. My mom, she got it for real. <laughs> she said she was a lady thug, <laughs> but, um. Oh my God. You know, I don't I don't judge those people because I don't know their backstories. I don't know their life. I don't know what um, prompted them into doing whatever foolish... Well, not foolishness, but stuff that they're doing. Like, I just don't know. So I can't judge you off of what I see from my eyes without me knowing, you know,
1: what's going it's, on. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people are so quick to judge um, gang um, members, but... Turn a blind eye to the rich white folks who commit um, crimes such as sexual assault, like you mentioned before, or any type of crime, even drugs. Like they really um, look at what they want to look at, mm-hmm. and like I said, I feel like sometimes um, people really believe, like I said before, that these people don't know what they're doing, and that they don't, or, and that they they are ignorant, but they know exactly what's going on. They just don't care. They, they, they want to turn a blind eye because they, like I said before, they want to gaslight us into believing that this stuff doesn't exist. And I'm, I'm not going for that. I'm not explaining to you. Uh, I'm not explaining nothing to but, you. I'm um, not teaching you about nothing. I'm not having conversations with you. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not debating with you because you know what they love to do. They love to debate. But guess who's not gonna debate me because you're not gonna try to bait me into into anything because right. this, I'm, not, I'm not debating about any anything that has regarding my life and the seriousness of my life and people who look like me.
0: If you're not living this life, you don't experience this life, don't ask me about my life. If you need some help, or research it. There's Google for a reason. It was created for a reason. You know how to get on a computer, type up everything else. You know how to type up what you want, but what you, instead, not what you really need to type up. And um, another thing is, like, when we're so quick to judge these people, we're never so quick to forgive these people as well. We're never for- so quick to forgive their actions, especially when they're Black. But as soon as it's a white person, we're so quick to forgive everything that that do and there's always oh you can learn from an experience just because Susie and Karen was racist then doesn't mean they have to be racist five months ago you learn and grow okay so my homeboy Craig Tom and Roni (laughs) he robbed that bank last week a little bit of money and now he's a changed person. Why can't I forgive him now? It's going to follow him the rest of his life. But when someone goes shoot up a school, he's always dimmed as having a mental illness and he's always cared to and seemed as, you know, like just needing help. And, and you want to give all your attention and help to them, but you don't look at those kids as living in poverty and actually need help, need counseling. And people don't look deeper into how people grew up in their life. Like, how their life is and how it's built and how they grow up. They just look at the outer picture and don't look at what caused these things for this child to, you know, do this stuff.
1: And speaking of people growing up in their lives, that's why it's important for teachers to actually care about Mm -hmm. inner city kids, inner city black kids, because those are the ones who might have the most problems at home or in their neighborhood, but they come to school, you know, for food, a lot of kids come to school for food, yeah. for comfort in their friends, comfort you know, in, in the school in general. And when a teacher disregards their learning or feel like, like they don't need to learn anything or just doesn't even care about them, um, about their well-being, that's just making it worse because now they're really gonna learn how to survive in the streets because they're not learning the education that they need to learn because you're not giving them the opportunity to learn the education. So now they have to go either go get a job that's not gonna pay them that much, or they're gonna hustle and do what they have to do because you are failing to teach them and they probably don't have the support at home. And if if they do have support, that person who needs to support them is worrying about how they're gonna put food on the plate. But you over here mad because kids is talking, but you need to be teaching them instead of trying to, you know, shut them up or trying to discipline them. Maybe show them some encouragement.
0: And I feel like teachers, you know... If, if you see that a student isn't excelling well in your class you should figure out why they aren't excelling well because a lot of kids no one, some kids aren't just focused priority on um, school and getting an A in this class. There's actual kids out there that have to worry about when what they're going to eat tonight or what where they're going to sleep tonight. Some kids are living outside of their cars. Some parents beat the living daylights out of them but they come to school as a safe place and sometimes it's not a safe place especially when you have teachers or students that you know just don't care about you. So that's why I say I don't I don't judge these people because I don't know their background. I don't know their history. I don't know what life they was living. I don't know how how they were treated as a child, how they grew up. So just because they, they joined gangs, they're joining that gang for a brotherhood. Some of the people that's in that gang treated them better than the person who birthed them ever treated them. Just because they're out here killing someone, I'm not saying it's all right, but that same brother that killed someone down the street is making sure Tommy is being fed, making sure Tommy has food, making sure Tommy has a house over his, um, a roof over his head. He's, he's had more you know, love, like, and joy from this person more than he's had from his parents. So I feel like that's another reason, you know, why some people
1: join as well. And we can live in a country where they're worried about the Black-on-Black crime more than they're worried about the Black people who are being mysteriously hanged and they're being ruled as a suicide. Do you really think somebody's gonna go to a tree 2020 and hang themselves right. from the tree. Especially when they're black. After like, the
0: history that comes from behind that, after us being lynched, you think I'm gonna go to the tree? <sighs> like, Girl, it's, it's easier ways to do it than that.
1: <laughs> ridiculous. It's the fact that, the fact that they can think that they could get away with this, though, and the fact that they are getting away with it, because I noticed one thing, like I said before, man. I said this before. This happens every time we protest about something, there's this riots, there's protests, and over a couple of weeks we're doing it, and we're doing it, and next thing you know, everything dies down. Mm-hmm. So what? People are not gonna people are not gonna be on that same they're not gonna have that same energy because it's no longer trending. But guess what? That's all we're here. We oh, got my that
0: energy. Destiny, destiny, destiny. This is another topic. We are so off topic right oh, now. I'm sorry. It's been too long. So <laughs> I'm sorry to cut the podcast short, but um, we're gonna make another video about that. Another um not video, but another podcast about that situation. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about third life. The third life.
1: Third
0: life. Period. <laughs> it's all rooted into the same thing. But you know, we don't wanna make it too long where listeners feel like, you know, they're overwhelmed
1: so so thank you for listening to our podcast make sure that you follow us on social media um I was about to say it's in the description but it ain't no description so well you know what that kind of is but anyway make sure that you follow us on social media listen to our podcast it's Dreaming Spotify Anchor and the rest of them will be in um
0: the bio our our Instagram is T-H-E-B-L-K-R-O-Y-A-L the Black royal
1: the Black royal
0: (laughs) I really hope you guys enjoyed our podcast segment today make sure you guys stay tuned and y'all don't forget about us because we coming through we coming through with the bankers (laughs) Uh,
1: okay
0: YouTube (laughs) reaction bye guys Bye.